Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the next edition, the newest edition of Sales Skills Saturday. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. I'm going to talk to you real quick about a little bit about what we're trying to accomplish here. Every Saturday morning at noon Eastern, that's 10 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, we're live in the room, the Zoom room. Um, people can pop in and out as the hour goes by. I'll be doing interviews. I will have invited guests. We're trying to have three sales champions, uh, two moderators, and one hypnotist. That would be me. Listen, we want you to join the room. We want you to have some fun with it. Um, the main thing about the room is there. You, you come in, you get an opportunity to really tell us about yourself, really tell us about your product. I want that three-minute, you know, that lovely three-minute little commercial that, that you've invented for yourself, a, a networking commercial or whatever. And if you don't have a three-minute networking commercial, shame on you. You should have one. You should be able to tell your products and wares in 30 seconds, you know, six minutes, uh, a one-hour program, a five-hour program, an eight-hour program, a, a weekly, a, you know, a whole weekend. You should be able to do that with your content. We don't want all that here today. We'll take your three-minute one. We hope you enjoy doing that. But then I want you to either ask a question of the group, um, put in your own two cents worth on, on whatever our topic is for the day. Today's topic is going to be storytelling. And we rarely stay on topic because anybody can pop in the room and, and change our topic. As long as it's intelligent and we want to go off, we will. We can also shut you down. So if you're rude, bye-bye. Again, we'll be right back. I just came up with another bright idea We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Patrick Kelly here, and I have a special treat. And on the screen, it's saying Rebecca Colvin. I know her as Becky. Uh, you know, I rate apparently. Um, but anyway, do you go by Becky or Rebecca? I go by Becky. I'm also known as Boudica, which is right. my nickname. Oh, so that's a nickname. I was yeah. wondering about that because that's also the name of your company, correct? Yeah, Boudica Marketing. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've met Becky. She's really terrific. Uh, we're going to pick her brain. We're going to learn a lot of stuff today. So, Becky, the first thing we like to do with, with Sales Skills Saturday is to just give you the, the pulpit, if you will. Allow And, and here's what we're kind of wanting. We want to hear – we're salespeople, right? So we want to hear how you sell, but we want to hear about you. We want to hear about your company, your product. This gives you a chance to really get some seconds, get some minutes in there and tell us about you. And then we'll, we'll open things up later. Okay, great. Yeah. <clears throat> my name is Becky, also known as Budicum. And I started my marketing agency last year. Um, I, before that, I worked for about 10 years in the news and media publishing industry where I helped industries of all kinds just get visible and tell their story, you know, just help them get more clients and grow engagement. I saw- I titled you as a, as a, uh, an online specialist. So there are a lot of people, and listen, I'm one of them, right? I'm old. I helped invent the internet. I still have AOL as my, you know, mail. So people laugh at me, you know, how old are you? I'm really old. And, and everything I did bad was before there was the internet and all that, so I'm good. Um, I've been I've been a real angel ever since the internet came out. Me and Al Gore invented it together. But my point is, there's so many of us out here that even though we've been around the whole time, man, you you talk about something like SEO or that kind of, and it's it's almost like slap me in the face with a fish. So and that's what you do. I mean, you love that. You you eat and breathe that, right? I mean, yeah, like I've pretty much been doing that for you know since the internet was born. I too had an AOL. You know when it first started, I. <laughs> you know, AOL aim and talk to my friends. And, you know, I was on the internet since it started. I was coding when I was a little kid. My dad helped me play coding games and awesome. this is what I did. And so every new piece of technology I could get my hands on, I would try it out. 
And it was no different with the news and media industry. And I even suggested to them, social media is not going away. You definitely should be offering this as a tool to your clients to not only survive today because everyone knows or everyone says newspapers are dying. I personally don't believe that being in the news industry, but you know, people say newspapers are dying and it's only because they need to evolve into a digital landscape. Everyone's got a cell phone. Everyone's accessing, accessing the internet from their cell phone or, you know. Listen, you're still, you're just so young. When, when we hear the newspaper, you smell a newspaper. We can't smell that online, you know. We, we, yeah. we hear sections in a newspaper. So when they say the newspaper's dying, it's not that news is, and it's not that agencies aren't, and it's not that your generation isn't kicking butt at it because you are. You know, we used to go, hello, Mr. President, and we'd hold a microphone out, right? Nowadays, the president can't pass gas with us without us knowing about it, right? So. Oh, right. Twitter. I mean, it's turned around. It's 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 so crazy. But yeah, keeping up with that, yeah, exactly. It's not going away. It's only going to get you know faster. And if you don't jump on now, you're actually going to get left behind. And you know everything that you're doing that's not working. It's because if you're not online, and that's where your people and all your audiences is spending time online and not doing it the right way, you're really you're going to die. Your business is going to die. I know it feels like it chokes you um, after a while. You and you, you know, I'm I'm from a day and age where when I put in a good solid eight hours, right? Uh, I feel like it doesn't matter what I was doing. I feel like I had really accomplished something, and and I'm lost when it comes to what you do. And I'm so impressed with what you do. But you'll spend eight hours doing that and go, what happened? What did I do? And then you get, well, I better do another eight hours because nothing happens right away. Obviously, you know, it takes a little time, but. Um, no matter what I tell you. Going down the rabbit hole of the internet? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you can turn around in 10 minutes, do what I just took eight and a half hours to do, which is oh, really yeah. frustrating. But that's why, you know, you get paid the big bucks. So, and good for you. I think that's important. Yeah, it is nice. Marketing is actually the number one paid job in the world, I found out. Well, you know, and every penny well spent. I mean, I, you know, I... Not everybody knows this, but I'm a publisher of Attorney of Law Magazine, so I work with a lot of attorneys, uh, and they're, they're kind of lost and confused. I, I call them dazed and confused. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, look at their billionaire peers are, are people like Frank Azar, you know, who's on TV, you know, all the time. Everybody knows who Frank Azar is. And yet he's they just buy yeah. He's doing everything. That's what and you have to do as a business is kind of do everything. And he's a billionaire. Yeah. Well, they look around and see that, so they're interested in that. And you know as well as I, I do, a couple hours a day on LinkedIn uh, will will give you so much more credibility. It's just crazy. Is that what you recommend that people just kind oh of? Oh my gosh! Yeah, LinkedIn is my number one source for getting new clients. Yeah. It's so really we, we use that to our advantage, but you show people how to do that, right? Uh, yeah, I can show people how to do it, or I can do it for them. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll save me all time just in typing alone, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, that's me. It all comes down. I mean, I can give you a few tips if you want. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> okay, so <clears throat> first thing you want to do on your LinkedIn is just make sure everything's filled out uh, and using keywords that your people, you know, the people that you're trying to attract are actually using. And there's actually a free keyword finder tool that you can use. Uh, I believe it's keyword findertool.io and maybe that's wrong but I do have a link I can share with the group later good but it's it kind of tells you what all the search phrases are for your industry and what people are actually typing in so you use those words in your profile for LinkedIn LinkedIn's like a search engine and actually Google will pick up things off of LinkedIn when people are searching for your industry you can actually see how many or, you know, finding your profile on search engines. So that's kind of a neat thing. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah. by the way, we forgot to do this up front. I usually do this up front. You've got to give us some great contact information. Please let us know how we can get a hold of you. Yeah, just go to my website, buddhicamarketing.com, and you can contact me. There's social media links there. There's how-to articles, free, free how-to articles on 
advertising and marketing, social media. Okay, so I'm old and I usually go to the dictionary to find out about words, but Boudica, we want to spell that for people, right? So it's B-O-U-D-I-C-A, right? B-O-U-D-I-C-A. Sorry, hey, a. Oh, hey, yeah. Good. Yeah, I, I kind of know sign language a little bit. I don't use it a lot. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, okay. so it's boudicamarketing.com, right? It's boudicamarketing.com. Boudica was a warrior Celtic woman in England, ancient England, 60 AD. She was in a battle with the Romans. There you go. See? Yeah. yeah. She actually like, day, almost right? overthrew the Roman Empire, but she was not very good at war because she was just a woman, you know. Oh, she yes. Just a woman not good at battling anybody. Right. <laughs> Sorry, if you're going to jump on that, I'm going to definitely get anti-sexist on you here because if I, if I go to war in today's, yeah. today's day and age, I want women on both sides of me, in front of me, and back. Well, Trust. I'm only saying that because back in the Roman Empire, you know, she was okay as long as she had a king, but as long as her king died and then all of a sudden they wanted to take her land away from her. And God, I got to read know. more. I got to read more. I got to go read about Boudicca. Definitely one of the most heroic women I've ever come across in ancient history. So. I promise you, Scouts Honor, I'm going to check that out as best I can because I love that kind of story. So Boudicca, it's B-O-U-D-I-C-A marketing.com. Love it. Okay, now we can go back to talking about stuff. Okay. So our topic today, and you don't have to stay on topic because we rarely do, but we're talking about storytelling. And and really, you are a storyteller, isn't that right? Yeah, that's what I do for a living is I not only I mean, share I could bring any business to you and you can just brand yeah, it. Yeah, I think you're, you know, so I, number one, I find out what your story is and then I tell it in a way that attracts people to you. It's attraction marketing. Nice. So that's a new word phrase for me, right? I just barely caught up with network network marketing. But okay, so explain that, please. Define that for us. So basically, attraction marketing is just positioning yourself as an expert. So you're not really being salesy. You're just, okay. You know, putting the information out there so that people so content marketing to you. They start calling you instead of you like being on the phone always constantly trying to. Or pitching all the time. Yeah. Yeah, we do that at our magazine too. And then our magazine can throw the weight behind it. And I'm sure you have ways of doing this too. But that third party recommendation, you know, find somebody else to recommend you um, as whatever it is you're trying to portray yourself in sales. Um, doesn't really matter what your product or market is if you're genuine and unique with people. But talk to me a little bit about your, your um, overall rather rather than you having a client and being able to brand them which i have no doubt in your skills there but what what advice would you give to salesmen just somebody in sales because you you have to kick in the doors right so part of what you have to do is market yourself and talk about yourself um what's, oh, yeah. what's, what's your three minute you know sales pitch if you don't mind sharing with us so <clears throat> basically in order to succeed at sales, you really just, I mean, number one, you really need to gain a rapport with your clients. If they don't trust you, they're probably not going to listen to you much. So probably not best to go in with a sales pitch right away. It's more important to get to know a person first and find that common connection. Um, it just establishes the relationship asking questions and they're more likely to answer them and then you can kind of get a better story from them perfect and then you you hear them you listen to them and then you know what products to go with it rather than attacking them with your briefcase yeah you don't know what they need unless they tell you so great so you're building a rapport you got to ask questions you got to listen right and, and I know that you're saying, and I hear what you're saying, but we are salespeople, so this has to be going into a funnel that comes to a close somewhere, sometime. Absolutely. Um, and and yeah. so have you ever gotten in that position where a guy says, look, you got eight minutes, you know, you got that much time, just tell me what the heck. Has that ever happened to you? Oh, yeah. 
like plenty of times. Okay. <clears throat> they just want to price right away. And well, price is always an issue, but yeah. And if you start like getting into products and instead of what the product can do for your client, then you're probably gonna lose interest right away. <clears throat> you really need to just differentiate yourself between you and everybody else that can offer that same thing. Um, so I don't know. Well, the human mind is funny because we can flip switches all over the place. That's for sure. But one thing that we've gained, and I keep sounding like I'm just a crotchety old cuss, but, <laughs> but I say from your generation, right? Because anybody younger than me is a your generation. I'm like in the last couple of years. Back in the day, I was actually considered the last year of the baby boomer, but they adjusted it now. Apparently, it's now. You're adjusted? I'm yes. adjusted. I'm that old. I'm 41, so like I'm not. Are you really? Oh my God, we're gonna call you Smucker. I'm not well, a zenial. I'm a zenial. Perfect. Made up. Yeah. Well, I'm still. You're still younger than me, so I still get to say it. But, <laughs> but I didn't realize that honestly. You, you really, not to sound sexist or anything, but well preserved. I'm gonna start calling you Smuckers. That's well done. <laughs> um, but. You know exactly what I'm talking about then, because you were around when this all started. You were, we were still knocking on doors and meeting people and handing out our cards. Yeah, um, one of my first sales job, I was a cell phone salesperson, and I worked in a Sam's Club, and was I talked big? to every person that walked by. Was it this big? Like, hey, do you, do you need to call somebody? No. <laughs> right. It was this big, right? The phone? It was a Nokia, like, not even a flip phone. Yeah. When the flip phones came out, that was a hot item. Okay, so again, it's still the same, but it's generational, but you know what I'm talking about. These 20-somethings, what they have, and we, we adapt as humans, right? We, that's what we do. We adapt. And what we've adapted to now is not listening to advertising messages. If it's oh, yeah, advertising, so. we, we, just, we tune it out. I tune it out. I tune it out every second. And it's 100,000 comma 500,000. So 100,000, 500 digital bits of information the average American takes on a day. A day. Oh, yeah. There's like 60 years worth of YouTube videos uploaded a day. Seriously. Yeah. YouTube's so, the number one search engine. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Facebook now says they're number one. They say that now. Anyway, you're right. I know, but it's, it's, it's that old saying, you can say you have the world's greatest hamburger, but if you say it's 100% astro beef, it better be 100%, right? So, but anybody can say they're the greatest out there and we can use statistics to anybody's advantage. Anyway, got off track a little bit there. So storytelling and, and what you're trying to do then is take, the, take your story then into the presentation I don't, do you call it a presentation or is it just a meeting or how, how do you identify, uh, uh, I identify them as suspects, then prospects, then, you know. Suspects. Customers. Suspects. Yes. Everybody's a suspect. <laughs> Everybody's a suspect. If, look, if I'm looking for eggs, then I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to start dealing like prospects. I'm. Like, yeah. I see prospects and, you know, leads. A lead, a prospect. Okay. Oh no, I don't really categorize them. I okay. I treat them like people. Well, and you hit the ground running and just start pressing flesh. Isn't that what you do usually? Yeah, I don't try to label them, but no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't have to label them in, yeah. other than in your own mind. I was just curious to how your mind works, and I, to get to that, I actually want to ask. You, I'm going to ask you a leading question. Yeah. So after you've gained like a little bit of rapport, you definitely want to start asking about their business, what they're doing. These are questions that are in your industry. Like what would lead them to the result that you kind of want for them? You know, it's not manipulation. It's just trying to see if they're qualified to even need whatever you're trying to sell them. So you ask them questions based on that. So like in my case, it would be like, so what are you doing right now to advertise? And what, how's that working for you? And okay, cool. So what are you working on? Like, when do you want to do that by? What's your competition doing? Nice. Do you think competition's doing a better job? You know, stuff like that. And every question you ask like that helps you with rapport as well. You mentioned that earlier, but yeah. question and answers, if that means you care, you know, if you go one step further, like you just did, you know, 
What what are they feeling when they see your message? I don't know, but man, <laughs> she cares enough to ask that, right? I mean, you yeah. agree, right? It's building rapport. And then you just kind of repeat back to them what you told them so they know you listen to them. And it's nice. kind of that basic. Nice. Well, yeah. it is basic, but we forget to do it. Right. True. Wonderful. You know, if, as long as they feel like you're listening and you care about them and you kind of made that connection and you gained that rapport with them, then the next step is logical. You know what they need. So you know what to put together for them. You can say, okay, well, you know, would you like my help with that? And they can say yes or no. And then you can be like, great, well, I'm going to email you the next step. Perfect. And then you send them a proposal. And before you even ask for money, you have to make sure all those steps are covered. You don't in have to money in right your away. business, it ha even more important than the closing question in your business is that rapport, building that trust with the client. I think so, because like you, I kind of helped you, but you know, that sale fell through, but here you are talking to me again, giving me an opportunity to reach more people. I told you from the men and I shook your hand. I said, you're a very impressive person. I've got to get to know more about you. And I knew I was coming to you eventually. So I'm, I'm just glad we got that opportunity. I really, um, I really would want to know a little bit more about you as a person. And here's one of my stupid questions that I ask people. Tell me about you, the kid. Yeah, you the kid like and you can call kid whatever you want to but tell me about you the kid what what kind of kid were you? Uh, well, I was unsupervised <laughs> My mom's like go out and play and come back when the streetlights come on and I was one of those kids. I Rode a bike to the pool. I would go to the baseball field and collect cans Yes. Like in the money for the pool. Yes. How enterprising. I love that. Yeah, I had lemonade stands. <laughs> I had garage sales. I had circus where people would pay money to come and do circus with me. Nice. I had, like obstacle courses and like, uh, I was so, just a typical kid. I grew up in Windsor, Colorado. Oh, cool. I was going to say, if you grew up in my town, I might've seen you at the ball fields. I Cause I was, I went to Windsor middle school. I went to Windsor high school. Nice local girl, yeah. awesome, and and really we didn't get a lot of talk about it. But you're from the Fort Collins, Colorado area now, I right? Fort Collins, yeah. When I was 19. Nice. Yeah. So do you do, you can go anywhere in the world in your in your mind and in your laptop, right? So you, you honestly, get, that's why I do this. I yeah. I didn't pick this just because I like social media that much. It's kind of like drives me crazy a little bit, <laughs> learning all this stuff, being online all the time. It drives yeah. me. I too like to tune out and you'll see a lot of pictures of me with my paddleboard and camping and you know hot air ballooning and doing stuff to like turn off my phone and get away from electronics. Okay I have to admit I wasn't stalking you that much so it's good to hear how <laughs> some of the stuff you're doing so hot air ballooning is a thing man I love that everybody says they love that I've never done is it really as quiet as they say up there okay. really? Remember when they turn the burners on it's like and it's like really loud so bring earplugs nice see i just told the opposite so calming and quiet well when the yeah ah. when they're on, it's very calm and quiet i don't know why we got off on that i have no idea <laughs> um so so what's your current hobby what do you do now what do you do for fun or what do you do for, oh, what I do for fun? Yeah, yeah paddle boarding is a huge thing i do for fun so Pat, you got to tell me paddle boarding is different than a kayak right it's just a board. It's like a surfboard with a paddle. Oh, like you used to, yeah, okay. You run into a wave with them in California or whatever. There's no waves here. I know, there's in California. Wait, go to Horseshoot, there's waves. All the boats going by. Not big enough. You can go to the, don't they have the parks down to Waterworld and all that? They have waves, right? <laughs> Again, we're getting off on the weirdest stuff. I have no idea how we do that. Uh, okay, so Becky, um, what's the future of your company? Are you, are you, are you, looking to expand a franchise what is it that you'd like yeah to i'm always on the hunt for talent you know i have this like list of talented people and you know I keep my list of connections and nice anytime i need some help for my client i call that person and i'm just a full-scale agency i create custom marketing strategies for people and 
Sweet. And then I help them run it and execute it and put ads in the paper if they want or online or on Facebook. Or okay, you win, we're, we're, you win the prize. We're going to make you the professor. So here you go. You got all the time you need. Teach us something. Come okay, on, Professor Becky. Yeah. You're on. All right, I'm going to teach you how to use Facebook for your business. How about yes. that? Perfect. Fire away. <laughs> and maybe a lot of people know this, but some people don't. Are you on your computer? I'm on my computer. Yeah. You can share the screen if you want. Oh, no. Okay, fire away. <laughs> Pair oh, I share the screen here. <laughs> they see you anyway. <laughs> Go ahead, fire away. All right. What happened? Did I do it? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, you were trying to share now? There you go. Is it sharing? Nope, I just see you. Hold on. Okay. All right, now you got it. Just go to right, share well, screen. It's there now. I'm sorry. I didn't. I had it turned off. And the people listening to the podcast right now, they're kind of jogging in the park going, these people are absolutely <laughs> sorry about that, folks. We're going to get back on task, I promise. They're just listening. I forgot. Yeah, they're... Part of it is why did I even take a shower if they're just listening? God. Well, we actually do the video too, but the Whoa. podcast, yeah, yeah, we show we show you off also. <laughs> yes, yes, we do things. We even have a B roll. Yeah, that's how big we are. Okay, go. Cool. Oh, I'm just gonna talk then. I yes, please. Screen. <clears throat> so I'm just gonna tell you how to use Facebook for business and why it's important for your business. Um, Facebook, obviously, is not the only social media channel out there, but that's just the one I'm going to show you today. Facebook for business, um, why would you want to do it? Well, because there's billions of people on Facebook. And, it's good enough for me. Yeah, <laughs> people are definitely on it and using it. People of all ages, not just young people. There's people that are, you know, 90 using it. <clears throat> and yeah. how do you do, yeah. The most important way is like, how do you use it for your business though? So you can actually use it for free for your business. And there's uh, four parts to Facebook. Many okay. people don't know that. I didn't, fire away, let us know. So the first part is, you know, your personal profile and that's the one that everyone usually knows about. And that's the one, you know, you can sign up for free Facebook. <clears throat> and then you've got the, business page so you can start a business page for your business and i don't know why you would not do that because it's totally free yeah if you don't do that you're in big trouble right i mean they're in big trouble they just can't there's you, you can't exist anymore the first thing i do and i'm old the first thing i do is go and see who somebody is right and if you care about sem you care about google google picks up stuff off facebook especially reviews if you're not on facebook they don't think you're a real business and you're not, right? <laughs> show up on the search. So you really yeah. have to use Facebook for your business. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, so, yeah. Facebook, LinkedIn, is there another one you like? Twi do you Twitter? Um, there's a million. Are there? I knew there'd be eventually. And I could go into like detail on each one and how to use it for your business. No, let's do that when they contact you. Listen, folks, and I'm not kidding you about this. I've sat with this lady, and she is extremely impressive. If you need a friend in that business, in, in, in the Internet business, this is a lady that's chewed a lot of dirt. She knows exactly what she's doing, and, and that gives you the opportunity to take advantage of her. And I brought her on here for a reason. I want you people to be able to get in touch with her. So, Becky, one more time, I'm going to give you a – few seconds here to either okay. give us a 30 second pitch and, and give us our give us your contact too though please okay cool so the third part of facebook is the business manager right this manager is awesome because you can put your page in a business manager and then add people to it that can manage your page for you what Wait yeah, a that person's not even like part of your facebook so they can't see your private messages they can't huh. Yeah, you don't have to worry about them, like, seeing all your personal stuff, so. Very cool. So, yeah, business manager. And the fourth part of Facebook is called the ad manager. Okay. The ad manager can be pulled into a business manager, but they are separate parts. The ad manager runs Facebook ads for you. You can target, like, who you want to reach. This is called boosting, right? You boost your message? 
that's part of it, but that's oh. not part of an ad manager. That's different. Boosting a post is different than ad manager. However, if you set up your ad account inside your Facebook and then you have an ad manager, you have to reset up your credit card information inside your ad manager because it's two separate things. They're controlled separately. See, that's what I'm talking about. I did not know that. So business manager, I knew ad manager, I think. That's where you're actually building a, an ad. Yeah. And there's also power editor, which is like a secret ad program that Facebook oh, has. A yeah. secret code. I love that. That's why I'm going to hire you. Forget this. I'm just coming after. Let you take care of all this for me. Yeah. Give well, thank you so much for having some... me on. I appreciate it. And no, it's so great. I, I want more, I want more contact yeah. information. I want to make sure. And I'm, I wrote mine down. Boudica, B-O-U-D-I-C-A, BoudicaMarketing.com. Yeah. And I learned about Boudica. Now I got to go figure out Boudica. There it goes. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I've been trying to build my Twitter audience. So if you want to follow me at Becky underscore Colvin. Becky underscore Colvin, C-O-L-V-I-N. V-I-N, yeah. Becky, if I only had a tweet, I would Twitter you. I promise you. Oh, you don't have tweets? Okay. Well, well I don't. I don't, but I'm sure all of the listeners do. So I wanted to find you. And, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm not kidding you. This lady is terrific. She is. Oh, thank you. You're so oh, you, you really are. And I just really appreciate you. And thanks for coming on. And you have an open card any Saturday. You can come out. Uh, we do Saturdays, uh, noon Eastern, 10 Mountain. Anybody can come in the room. God knows what we're talking about. Becky awesome. Colvin of Boudica Marketing, thank you for taking your time with us, and we really appreciate you. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> hey, hold on a second. We're back in. <laughs> you had something where you were just talking in the after show, and you, you mentioned something to me, so you're back on. Yeah, Let's I totally forgot like, one of the most you. important ways to make money for your business through Facebook is Facebook groups. You can start a group for like anything, like anything. Attorney Law Magazine. I started a group. Right. And obviously, don't name the group after your business. Name it after something people are searching and needing, like oh. you know, something dynamic, uh, something related to your business. Like, right. Right. You know, like say you're a hypnotist and you want to help people stop smoking. You can be like, we're here to extinguish your hold on smoking or you know something yes keep going keep going i'm stealing all your ideas here as we speak yeah it's just you know something related to what they're searching online for you know people are weird i mean i'm weird too but whatever on, we're all weird want, you know i just go online and look for it like yeah. i search by like the problem that i'm having so make yeah, sure i'm, I'm, I'm glad i brought you back because the groups are huge you gotta have that Make sure the solution is to, you know, the problem they're having and make that your name. Your name is the solution to the problem they're having. Smoking cessation. <laughs> Stop but now. You, have to differentiate, you know, like be different than the rest of everyone else. And that's where branding comes in is just making sure you tell people how you're different. So they know like, okay, well, this guy's a little bit more special because he can help me online. Well, and if all these other people can't. Just go to your local chamber of commerce. They, they'll have something, you know, and you can join that group. And that, like Denver Chamber of Commerce, you know, 15, 20,000 people in that group. Oh, sure. Or a B&I group. Or B&I, yeah. I love B&I. If you don't know what B&I is, that's a networking group, right? But guarantee all those people are on, on social media. So you're saving yourself time and getting a bigger audience by being online. And that mm. content stays around forever. That's right. That's right. So do these things, folks. Get on, join some groups, make your make business your business. Make okay. a group. Be a, yeah. Yeah. And and a room of your own. Make your own group. I love it. Becky Colvin, thanks for popping back in to talk about groups because I thought that was real important. So yeah, we'll be right back, everybody. MyKidsMedia.com, they do commercials, and you can post them anywhere in just a few minutes. So if you have an emergency, MyKidsMedia.com, 970-353-0503. We'll be right back.
All right, welcome back. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly, and I've got a special treat for us today. She's in the room, she's gonna talk to us a little bit, and here's the first thing, lady, I wanna know all about you. I wanna know what you do, what you sell, you have plenty of time, give us what you got, and then make sure at the end you give us really good contact information, because I know our listeners are gonna to wanna to be in touch with you. So the table is yours, you're open. Hi, my name is Denise Huff, I'm franchise owner of Chefs for Seniors in North Denver, Colorado. Um, I've been a chef for 25 years. I am a Colorado native. I did chase the restaurant dream for seven years and traveled around the country. It came back about 13 years ago. Um, I've been in business with Chefs for Seniors since uh, February. Wow, how exciting. And, and one of the things you told me was that finally you, you, you found a way that you can use food and, st and make a contribution to society in a way, right? I mean, this right. is amazing. Tell like us what I, you do. I served thousands and thousands of people working in restaurants, but it wasn't that gratifying, you know? You serve good food, but now I know I'm really making a difference in people's lives. Oh, that's so cool. So tell me about it. You get up in the morning and <laughs> what is your day like? Holy cow. Um, I get up in the morning and I contact clients and um, do some marketing and then I go uh, prepare food for people. I do their meal plan and then when we decide what they want to eat, I go to the grocery store and then I take fresh ingredients and all my own equipment to their home. I cook in their home and then package meals for the week. So they have fresh, nutritious food that all they have to do is heat up in the microwave. This is outstanding. So they join like a club? Is that how it works? No, it's just um, my business. I have, um, you know, chefs that work for me that do the same thing. They care about people and want to make great food. Wow, this is so cool. So how old do I have to be before I can eat your food? Well, I know it says chefs for seniors, but I'll really help <laughs> anyone to eat it. Okay. <laughs> You'll let anybody eat your food, won't you? I will. If, if you're a busy professional and don't have time for great nutrition, I'm perfect for you as well. And. and if mom or dad, I mean, we'd feel a lot more comfortable being away from our hometown or away from our parents if, if something like this exists. At least I would. And your big thing is nutrition, right? Absolutely. Fresh ingredients, lean proteins, healthy fats, just good, good stuff. Man, talk about one less thing to worry about, huh? Right. And I don't bake. So if you want something that's sweet, you have to go somewhere else. Okay. Well, maybe I'll fall into that category, <laughs> you know? I, 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 I fancy myself a bit of a chef. Yeah. Um, and I do bake, so there you go. If you ever need somebody that needs a cinnamon roll, you know who to call, right? Right. Well, my mother was a great baker, but not a great cook. So I'm a great cook and not a great baker. Oh, so you guys are just skipping generations. Your kids will probably be dangerous. <laughs> well, they're in the Navy, so. Yeah, there you go. They're doing good. Well, you never know what's going to happen there then. Right. So I do, I do these weird things on this show, and I and 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 I, you know, some people never forgive me for this kind of stuff. But and I know you weren't prepared for this. But tell me, what kind of a kid were you? Tell me about where you grew up, when you grew up. What kind of a kid were you? Um, well, I grew up in the '70s mostly. I was born in '66, so that gets my age away. Shh, don't tell. <laughs> yeah, just between you and me and everybody. Just between else. you and me and a million other people. Um. <laughs> I grew up here in Arvada, Colorado, and I was kind of a shy and strange kid. Um, went to college and found food. Uh, then I went to culinary school, and I've been chasing the culinary dream ever since. Oh, you got to go to culinary school. Wow, that's amazing. What was your school? I love that. Wow. So you learned everything from A to Z, huh? I am classically French trained chef. Shut up. I love this. So you, tra you, you said you did chase the dream before. Um, was it just that it wasn't the dream or was it, you know, that, you know, that it wasn't what you expected it to be? Well, after 25 years of working 60 to 80 hours a week and making a lot of money for other people, I decided that it would be better if I did it for myself. Great point. Took you 25 years to figure that one out, huh? Well, yes, it did. <laughs> well, I've worked in some restaurants, but I didn't have, you know, a chef job or anything like that. It's a tough place to work, just in it, general. It's, it's tough, and um, it, it is, like, to be honest, it's a male-dominated profession. Oh. So, as a woman, you have to work twice as hard, prove you're twice as smart to get twice the job done. Man, sexism just pops up everywhere, doesn't it? I, yeah. I had no idea. I thought you guys were kind of in the clear, but what do I know, right? My only knowledge of the restaurant world is Food Network, right? I mean, 
there's plenty of ladies on there, but that's, you know, sorry, that's still a thing. God, I hate when I hear these things. So that's yeah, still a thing in the restaurant world today. Pardon? That's a thing in the restaurant world today. Um, I think it's getting better now, but yeah, it's a thing. And of course, 25 years ago, definitely a thing. Definitely a thing. Wow. So can you, can you remember things or stories that allowed you to kind of overcome that kind of a thing? Because you had to overcome it. You, 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 were, you were a chef. You were making a living doing what you loved. Right. My first internship, I was working at a very posh, posh French restaurant. Okay. And um, I was kind of um, the pantry chef there and okay. learning from the chef. But, um, like, it was a very expensive, posh restaurant. And I went every day and cut romaine lettuce and had to put it in a tablecloth, take it outside, and dry the lettuce in the parking lot. Oh, like, spin the tablecloth. <laughs> I'm like, chef, can you get a salad spinner? He's like, I have one. It's you. I'm oh, like, <laughs> no. So I, I think I bought my own and took it in. Like, ha. So did you feel like that was kind of a sexist thing, or do you think you just did that with anybody? That I think you did that with anybody. Like, I, I cut squid every day to improve <laughs> yeah. my skills. Like, he was, he was pretty brutal. But he was getting it done, I guess. It it done. Like, yeah. It's a great experience. So, all right, so you went to culinary school. Um, yeah. Where did you go to culinary school? I'm here in Denver at the oh, Culinary Institute of Art. Nice. So, wait, are you, like a, are you like a native? I am a native. How, how unlikely is it there's two natives in the same chat room? I don't know. I don't know. Probably pretty rare, but probably not. Uh, I'm Lakewood, so we were fighting our rata all the time. You guys used to beat us up pretty solid. Um, anyway, yeah. took me back to high school there for a minute when we got our butts kicked a lot uh, by our rata, <laughs> specifically. Um, so... Here you are in the midst of it, right? And when you're in a restaurant, folks, if you've never worked in a restaurant, every single shift is, is completely new. I mean, yeah, there's routine, right? It's a, there's some of it is very routine. But if you're a good restaurant tour, you, have, you better be on your feet. Am I right? Absolutely. And it's, as the chef, like it's making a team work like a team. You can't have one guy doing his own thing and not communicating with the rest of the line or it all goes to crap. Right. So I know a couple of things you had to juggle, right? Was going to be things like, you know, making sure that Dora's involved or whoever the regulatory agency is for this. And, you know, you, I, I assume you have a professional kitchen or two or three. How do we, how, how does that day happen? I mean, do you have the same 50 people you feed, 20 people you feed? Um, I do in-home cooking. So I don't oh, have to go to their house and cook. Yeah, I go to their home Shut and cook. Up. I so love I'm there this. for a couple hours, getting to know them, like chatting with them, provide some companionship. Oh, and, you know. That is, that's even better than what I thought you were doing. <laughs> that is awesome. So you yeah, go, so like, you'll just pick up the groceries and go cook them in me right in their own home. Right. Holy cow. This whole thing just changed. Because see, the busy executive could absolutely use that. Are you kidding me? Right. So, so let's say I want to hire you for whatever in the heck. What's the time frame? Like, do I, is it two weeks out that I'm, I need to give you, or how does that work? Just I can usually height? get in within four days. Nice. So it's so, a pretty fast turnaround. There is no contract required. Like, it's on a as-needed basis. That's, that's awesome. So here's what I think with my people, right, because I'm I, attorneys are my people. Your people, I'm not an attorney. I'm a publisher of a magazine attorney at law. So they're my customers, right? right. Uh, and I guarantee you there are guys uh, out there right now, probably, you know, on early in the morning or whatever, they're thinking of that right now for a romantic time, you know, take their wife to their own place. But see, that would be a cool thing, I would think. I'm sure you do that, right? I don't do much of that. Like most of my clients are actually seniors. seniors. Okay, but that's okay because you need we need you there. We need you in that space. Right. Well, my inspiration happened when, like, my mom passed away a few years ago from cancer, mm -hmm. and her and my dad were married for sixty-one years. Wow. And when she passed, like, I would say they had a traditional marriage, you know, where she did all the cooking, all the cleaning, all the laundry, and he had no idea how to take care of himself. Oh boy. And I'd yeah. call him and I'm like, "Hey, Dad, what are you having for dinner?" And he'd be like, "I don't know, cookies." Like, that's not okay. 
Right. And you can see the decline in him, like the loneliness, the lack of nutrition, just, you know, everything kind of combined. But so we tag teamed and started taking him nutritional meals and it really helped. That I'm telling you, that is so cool. Um, I think, you know, my, my father passed not, you know, about five, six years ago. And at the end of his life, the truth is, I'm not sure that he ate better than cookies. You right. know? And I wasn't really in a situation to help him. And there was not a service like you have there. Right. Closest thing I had was Rockies tacos. You know, the Rockies would win seven games or win seven points or get seven runs. And they have this big deal on tacos. And I made sure my dad always got those because he loved them. But the truth is, I was so saddened by that. I mean, he looked forward to tacos, but yeah. homemade tacos. And I think it would have been perfectly lovely for me to say, even if it was just once a month, right? I mean, you'll set that up if there's no contract. Absolutely. You know, hey, Dad, you know, tonight, don't worry about dinner. I got you. You know, and then you pop up and make this wonderful, what do you make? What's your favorite? I mean, do you give them a menu or do you just yeah, decide? Yeah, they take it. My menu rotates. They get 12, option, 12 menu items to choose from every week. They choose four of those, and I make multiple portions of each. So they end up between 10 and 12 meals that are packaged just for them. And because I or a chef do the cooking, like we can customize the meal any way they want. We can work with any kind of dietary concerns, like um, low sodium, a diabetic diet, a renal diet. We can work with any of those things. That's so cool. Okay, so now I need some really good contact information. I want everything we take our time. I want I want email address. I want phone numbers. Somebody out there is listening to this podcast, and their their wheels are grinding just like mine are right now. How can I utilize this service? So we got to be able to get a hold of you. Give us some okay. good contact. My phone number is seven two zero three five five zero six one five. My email is denise huff at chefsforseniors.com. And my website is chefsforseniors.com. That is such a cool deal. What a great name. So let me ask you this, Chef. How do you, um, how do you market yourself? How do we get out there? And give us some tips on what you found to be true. I know you're new to the business, but you're certainly not new to business. Um, we're trying to learn here. So if you have a chance, uh, I'm going to let you be the professor. Why don't you teach us something? All right. I market myself a lot by doing um, some marketing groups. I go to, you know, at least three meetings a week. Some are senior um, based, you know, and I make a lot of good referrals there, especially with home care or medical home care who sometimes they'll cook for their clients or not. But what if I took that off their plate and they had time to do the more important things that a home care provider or a medical home care provider should do? Absolutely. I love it. Um, and also I work with people that um, counsel seniors that are maybe on the fence if they want to go to assisted living or stay on their own. I can be part of that bridge that helps them age in place, age in their own home, which I think is what you know everybody's goal should be. And, and I think as you get older, it is your goal. It ends up being your goal. Um, right. So wonderful. And, and there's, it's, listen, home care is a billion dollar industry. I'm, I'm, I'm really proud you took your chunk. That's really a good idea. And I love the idea. I love your passion too. It really is cool to see somebody that, you know, I just asked you if we could turn on our attorneys and you were like, you know, yeah, but you know, the name is chef for seniors, you know, and you're probably spread a little thin as it is, but Wonderful that you have that kind of passion for, for your fellow humankind. Wow. Thanks. I also, you know, I do strange things. Like if I don't have anything. Hey, lady, today, it's not that kind of podcast. No, I, I, I go to the grocery store in my <laughs> chef coat, hand up my business cards to, you wow. know, my senior friends that aren't doing very good shopping. Well, lovely. That's a great idea. <laughs> well, that's one of your marketing tips, right? right? And word of mouth is huge for me. Like they're, tons and tons of 55 plus communities. So if I can get a client or two in those communities, then they talk about it. We sure, well, yeah, they'll, they'll talk about it every day. Every day, but the, the trick is, if you get into those communities, don't do a bad job. Right, right, yeah, like, well, you would not do that anyway. People, people uh, I, I knew just the fact that you were in business, I don't even have to taste your food. I already know that. It would be delicious because you don't put yourself out there unless you, you know, you have something to show. Right. Um, so 
you get a, you get a, a name. Do, let's say you're, you're with a client. Do you have a pretty standard way that you ask for your referrals then? Um, yeah, like if they're comfortable with the internet, like some are, some are, it just depends. Um, I make sure that they give me a review on either my Facebook or um, Instagram, you know? Right. I'm still learning Instagram, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I have never learned Instagram, and I'm proud to say so. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure I've lost millions of dollars of business somehow, but uh, I don't care. I'm done. I've learned LinkedIn and Facebook. If I can't get it done, there, probably in big trouble anyway. So fair enough. So it's Instagram, just, though, you would—that's the one where you can take pictures of your dang food, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see how that'd be nice and beneficial for you. For a podcast, I just have to take a picture of this. It doesn't work as well. So I guess I'm right to <laughs> not be on Instagram. I used to say I have a face for radio. Now I don't know what to say. I have a face for delayed podcasts. <laughs> Anyway, so now we're, you still with me? Oh, I thought I lost you for a second. Okay, so, so you're, you're kind of kid you were. I know growing up in Arvada, what, what, what were your, when did you graduate from high school then? Probably 1984. 84. Okay, so uh, you fresh out of high school. Did you go to regular college or did you know? I did went? go to regular college. Okay, where'd you go? I went to Metro. Metro, you're a roadrunner. Yeah, studied psychology there. Nice, I'm a roadrunner too. And then decided it wasn't for me. Well, that's okay. And then you went to culinary school. And then I went to culinary school. I think Metro back in the day was famous for that. <laughs> this isn't for me. <laughs> Out yeah. the road. Because I did the same thing. I hit the road. I was broadcasting, though, and, and I got offered broadcasting jobs. So that's like if you're going to culinary school or, or what's his name? Gordon Ramsay offers you a job, right? Guess right. which one you're going for, right? You're taking the, the Gordon Ramsay job. Right. Well, I've opened probably 20 different restaurant concepts in my career. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah, it's a lot. That's exciting. It is exciting, but, it, you know, it's like, it's Over. a very leapfrog kind of occupation. You know, you'll hardly ever find a place that you want to be with forever. That's true. There always seems to be something new and more exciting. To jump out on that, I mean... It must have been a quite of an interesting day. <laughs> the day you decided that's it, this is going to be my deal. Um, do you remember that? Can you share that with us? What what did something tip the apple cart? Did something push you off the ledge, or did you just jump to start my own business? Yeah, well, to start this business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I was working for Macaroni Grill. Okay. Am I allowed to say that? Yes, you are. Okay. And um, you think I'm going to tell them we said it. Maybe I can get a free bowl of macaroni. Out of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's great food. It, it is really great food. I had no problem with the, the product I was putting out there, but right. um, they got into some, uh, they, Don't uh, say anything bank, gonna, uh, filed for bankruptcy board. and closed a bunch of restaurants. Right? I, remember, I remember that. Yeah. So when that happened, I started to really question like, what is my future with this company look like? And do I want to do the same thing again with another company? Because so, they hire you on the spot. No yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's still the same working for somebody else, working nights, working weekends, working holidays, giving up my health, my family for, you know, someone else. And, and not the right pay for it either. Not typically, no. That was another thing that, went, again, I have some experience in the restaurant business, and, and that was the worst part of it for me. You know, and people, if you've never worked in a restaurant, it's all shift, man. If your shift is going good, then it's going to be a good day. If your shift is going bad, dude, it's bad. And it's really hard. I always, the way I use my analogy was it was like trying to pick up a boulder with chopsticks. Right. It's probably not going to happen. You're just trying to get the thing back on the road again somehow. But, uh, man, to go from that to now, you know, I guess everybody's got a different kitchen, but I assume a typical home kitchen, you know, without all the, the whistles and uh, buzzers that you're used to, but also none of the stress of the of the situation, right? Right. It's not stressful. Um, it's still, I take it very seriously to cook good food for my clients because they deserve it. And they're paying for it, to be honest. Helpful. And like the difference between my service and let's say Meals on Wheels mm -hmm. is that I customize the meals for you. If there's something on my menu you don't like, you don't like broccoli, you don't have to have broccoli. I'll get you what you want. Nice. Meals on Wheels, they don't care. They drop it off at your door. Have a nice day. Yes, that's true. 
And they used to talk, sit and chat, but they don't have time now. They don't have time now. There's so many people out there that need a meal. And only about 8% of seniors can qualify for Meals on Wheels. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, so, and I, I cost doesn't even matter to me, so I don't want to talk about that, but there's obviously value to the homeowner. Um, and in sales, we all, and whether you think of yourself as a salesperson or not, you are. Because oh, absolutely. You, yeah. When, when you are at that moment with the closing question with the client, um, do you have a, a standard uh, way of getting to that point? Is there like, like me, when I sell something, it's a funnel, right? I start from way out here. Right. And it funnels down to my closing question. Right. And everything is going to the closing question in one way or another. Even if it's just, I shake their hand once and never see them for another two weeks. It doesn't matter. It's still, here's my thing. So do you have a process or do you have a little something that you can teach us? Uh, you can be the professor and just kind of let us know how you do it in your business. Um, like I try to start with, you know, broad questions. Like people call me because they need me. Mm. Um, not, and some people just want me, but usually it's out of need. I usually am contacted either by the seniors themselves or a lot of times by their mm -hmm. kids or caretakers mm -hmm. who really say they need the service. So my sell is pretty easy. Like it's, what are you doing? How bad is that for you? And how can we change that to improve your health? Like maybe you'll spend some money on a chef, but it'll keep you out of the hospital. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Or out of the grave. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Well, I'm, so, I'm telling you that I really do believe, like in my case, my father, um, and I was in the same town as him, but after he passed away and I'm going through his things, the man was living on gallon jugs of fruit juice and cinnamon rolls like you were talking about. Yeah. Well, he, he overdosed on sugar. That's right. And, and a lot of seniors go to like frozen meals, but then we can talk about the sodium content of those and it oh. will you know, your head will fall off. Yes. And if you're sensitive to that, you don't have a lot of options. Right. So, again, I want you to give me your phone number again. I want your, uh, I, I've got your email is, uh, is uh, chefforseniors.com, right? That's my website. My email is Denise. Denise.huff. Dot Huff at chefforseniors.com. D-E-N-I-S-E. Denise.huff, H-U-F-F at. Chefs for Seniors, yes. Cool. And my phone number again. Is phone number 720-355-0615. That is correct. That was my broadcasting voice. I like that. I like yeah. that. I'll have to practice that. Yes, you have to practice that. That's right. <laughs> um, listen, terrific talking to you. Um, and I want to give you a couple more seconds if you have a, just a, a kind of a let us learn from you as salespeople. Is there something, is there one thing you think or you do that, uh, allows you to survive a sales day because it really is everything is sales but uh, is there one thing one question you ask or one closing question that may help us I really don't have closing questions to be honest like I said it's a different kind of sales technique because mm -hmm. people are calling me out of out of need and out of out of want because um, I feel a gap in their life and could possibly keep there in their own home so it's not a hard sell nice um, but when I'm dealing with possible referral partners that's a different ball game. Okay. Um, and my best advice there is that you have to form genuine relationships. Like you can't meet somebody and then not talk to them for a month and then expect them to remember you and recommend your service to somebody that needs it. So it's, you know, having a cup of coffee, staying in contact and developing a real relationship with those people. Very cool. Well, my dear, I wanted to thank you very much for joining me. Um, everybody, this is Denise, Chef for Seniors at chefforseniors.com is the website, and it's denise.huff at chefforseniors.com. And that's seniors, right? It's plural. There's more. Yeah, it's also chef. 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 What chef. Chef. did I say? Chefs? Yeah, chefsforseniors.com. C H E F S. Ah. So it's plural at both ends. Plural at both ends. Well, that's good. We want more seniors, right? <laughs> so do you work on one a day, two a day? How many do you have that you're uh, a typical day for you and your other chefs? Um, usually two a day. Okay, yeah. so you do one early, one late. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's two hours of busting ass. So you, it's hard to do a little more than that, especially when you're my age, you know. Well, don't, don't go there because I'm older than you, so there you go. <laughs> 
Hey, Denise, really appreciate you so much. Thanks for joining us. You have an open invitation on our Saturdays. Just pop in if you want to. Uh, that's noon Eastern, 10 o'clock Mountain. Sometimes we have 20 people in there. We've had 100, and we've had one. So either way, who knows? Enjoy. Thank you so much for, for joining us. And uh, everybody, just remain right here for Sales Skills Saturday, and I'll be right back. Thanks again. Hey, thank you. It was great. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Patrick Kelly. Check us out next week. Uh, first of all, live Saturday mornings, noon Eastern, 10 Mountain. The room's open. Come on in. We'll talk about what we talk about. Uh, other than that, thanks for the interviews, everybody, today. Really appreciate you. Uh, and join us again next week for another episode of Sales Skills Saturday. Hope you learned a lot of stuff, guys. Take care.